Yeah, today, God wants to take you on a path you have never been before. You have never been this way before. Joshua 3, we're going to start from verse 1. It says, Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and came to Jordan, he and all the Israelites, and lodged there before passing over. So before chapter 3, and before this verse 1, they had been on a journey of entering into Canaan, into the land of milk and honey. God delivered them. See, every time God delivers you, it's to take you into promise. Yeah. When God sets you free from the bondage, some of us will be like, I'm not a slave in Egypt. I'm not in any bondage. I'm telling you, if you are not fully living, God's purpose is for your life, you are in bondage. <laughs> we all are in bondage to the things that we experience in this life, right? One minute you're all bubbly, and happy, but once you get that doctor's report, it changes everything. There is something that comes with a bad report, something that comes from the enemy's kingdom that is bondage. You might be all bubbly until maybe your spouse says, oh, what's that? Why does it look like that? And it just changes everything. So they were heading into promise, but what happened along the way? There were so many obstacles. I don't know about you, but once God gives you a promise, or me, when God gives me a promise, I just settle down and I feel like it's going to come anyway. But I don't see the battle that I'm going to face for this promise to materialize. You don't see it until you set forth into it. And then, what you thought will come so easily does not come easily. Why? Because there's a real enemy after you. And I don't know how to sound this loud enough to the body of Christ to understand that God is not against you. Everything he has said concerning your life when you received an amazing word of prophecy and you're like, what is, why is it not happening? God lied to you. No, there is a real enemy that will come against that plan. And if you don't rise up to who you are, this is why we try to empower you to understand your authority, to see the keys you've been given, to see the power that resides all inside of you. See, the entire Godhead said, you know what? Not only are we going to die to save them from sin, I will literally, Holy Spirit, come and live inside you. It was needful for the Spirit of God to come live inside you, to transform your thinking, your operations, to make you always have a sheet when everything else in the natural comes at you. The Holy Spirit will make you have that second opinion. That is why we need the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is that one that you literally see that tumor on your head, right? You as a person, you will literally see that disease or literally see that problem with that child. You know that it's going to end badly, right? Because that's how it always ends. The statistics, you see the proof in the physical. The, the Holy Spirit is the one that offers you the opposite of what you're seeing. So if you don't engage the Holy Spirit, all you have is what is right before you. That is all you have. But the thing is, 
spirit. So you aren't supposed to live in the physical. That face value you have concerning things is not the ultimate. It's not the absolute. That second opinion, which is completely opposite of what you are seeing, is the absolute. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring you to shift from being in this way that is so physical into this way that the Holy Spirit offers to you. And Holy Spirit is like, you know what? I'm going to leave my throne and live inside that. That is the privilege we all have. A God who will not only die for you, but come live inside you. So that when that person drive in front of you or cut you off or in a way and you want to do that middle finger or something. <laughs> Holy Spirit is right there inside of you. And he's like, uh-uh, keep, keep those fingers straight. Just keep straight. <laughs> Focus and just move. Holy Spirit just changes it for you. Because it's, you were born here you were used to operating in the physical, but Holy Spirit is like, no, I'm going to live inside of you so that I begin to change your patterns completely. So, I just want to say thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He provides the other option and it's totally different. Yes. And so we continue with the story here. So, the Israelites are on this journey. Before they get to this verse, they had gone to another nation. They wanted to go spy that place and they met Rahab. And Rahab offered a way for them to get into the promise by protecting them from the army guard. Let's call them the, the national guard in her country. And they came back with a good report to Joshua and said that, we are going to take the land. Everybody in that nation were scared of us. And rightfully so, they really were. Because of the God that they served. So on this day, Joshua rose up early. And after three days, the officers went through the camp. This is the officers that had come from um, that encounter with Rahab. And then they began to command the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord... Your God, being born on the Levitical priests, set out from where you are and follow it. Then the Lord commanded Moses to build this structure, an ark of the covenant. It was 42 inches long, 27 inches wide, and it was 27 inches high. So you have this huge structure made of a Acacia wood and all covered up in gold. Some significant things were laid inside the, the rod of Aaron, the manna that was in the wilderness, all of that inside the ark. Then he instructed that two cherubs be built on top of this big old structure. This was a representation of what was in heaven. And God told Moses, I will meet you in the middle of the creatures, the cherubim. And you'll find that in Exodus 25. You can read it from verse 10 to 22. But I want to read verse 22. I will meet with you there above the, the mercy seat between the two winged creatures, the cherubim, on the ark of agreement. So what I'm describing this is to show you that God had to 
make himself very present in the midst of his people. See, God is very present in your life. No matter what you're facing, these people were faced with fear of the unknown. They were going to a land they never knew. Can you imagine? All you knew was Egypt. Your forefathers, everybody lived there. Nobody went out. And now you're liberated from slavery and you're stepping into this new place. And you don't know where you're going. You are led by God and then he has made himself so visible in your midst. And right now, God says that he lives inside of you. So this ark is no longer an external thing that you're beholding. He is literally inside of you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Do you think that Holy Spirit is like this size, Nadia? This height, Nadia? No. Holy Spirit is huge. So if the ark looked huge to you, imagine something that high and that wide and that. Holy Spirit is way huger than that. And so it makes you, it, it makes me begin to think, what kind of beings are we to carry Holy Spirit inside of us? Who have you become? So because that person says that, oh, look at you, you don't look pretty, look at you, there's nothing good that will come out of you. Have they checked out what is inside of you? Have they seen who is inside of you? You cannot live by the opinions of people who cannot see what you carry inside of you. Amen. Because they gave birth to you, or because you grew up with them, or because you birthed them, do they see? Do they see? This ark was in the midst of God's people. They all saw. That's why Paul was saying that the eyes of your understanding behold. That's why Paul was saying, I no longer, I no longer consider anybody in the flesh anymore. This being is what changes you. It's who changes you. And guess what? He lives inside of you. And never one day would he tell you the things that people tell you. Never one day. So it behooves of us right now to begin to allow Holy Spirit to define us. And that is what you've done today. You have allowed Holy Spirit to find you. That bed was really cozy. Huh? It's weekend, don't work today. Right? Mm -hmm. It was so hard to get up off that bed. Some of you with some amazing husbands, you just want to cuddle and cuddle. Some of you that have gotten rid of the fake husbands, you are like, yay! I got to sleep on this wide open bed. You know, whatever the situation, it's all good. Because who defines you? His Holy Spirit. And you're like, today I'm going to allow him shape my life. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to allow you shape my life. I want you to rise up. And I want you to look into the Spirit. Look into the Spirit. If there's ever a moment where I will ask you to look inside you and marvel at who you are, this is the moment. Marvel at the being that is inside of you. Say, Holy Spirit, I carry you. You live inside of me. You choose to dwell in me. You left your glorious throne. And you say, I'm going to leave. In Nadia. Good, call your name. Don't call my name. Call your name. 
you, now it's all about you. Because we have bought you to a line to not focus on who we are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now I'm just, just humble. It, it's the enemy. Like, he will deceive. He will do anything to shift you. Yes. To take your thoughts and your mind and your focus away from what God wants you to see. The ark was very visible in the midst of God's people. The Holy Spirit is very visible in your life. Then it was all about looking at the physical, so they had an ark. Now, Jesus Christ says that you are a spirit being, and you're worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians that you are joined with the Father, you are one spirit. You are one spirit with God. Yes. One spirit with God. Yes. So, take this time and marvel. Marvel at who you are. One spirit with God. Every lie of the enemy to make you feel less than. You have accepted Jesus Christ. That is the number one step. If you haven't accepted Jesus, this is your moment. Say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. Say, Lord Jesus, I choose you today. And I want you to be honest. Say, Jesus, I don't know how this is going to be, but I choose you today. Show me how to trust you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Once you make that confession and you believe in your heart, Jesus comes and dwells in you. Yes. The Holy Spirit makes his abode in you. And so this applies to you now. So they were told here to look at the ark. The ark was a symbol of God's presence. And he gave others to them. When you see the priest carrying this ark of the Lord, leave whatever you're doing and follow it. See, when you see the move of the Holy Spirit, just forget about whatever you're doing, whatever is engaging you. Oh, these children are so naughty. Oh, they are taking my time. Find a nanny, they don't abandon them. Don't allow that to engage you. See, everything is very important, right? That's why I use the kids. Because the kids are vulnerable. You brought them into this world and you should be responsible for that. I like to use things that are very real and very important because we understand the weight of that. But I want you to know that your engagement and following the Holy Spirit is as weighty. I want to tell you it's a whole more weight. And this does not diminish the other. So follow the ark. That way you will know which way to go. Follow the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I will follow you. Because you know the way. I don't know the way out of the situation. But you know the way. I choose to follow you. Holy Spirit, I choose to follow you. Because you are the way maker. You are the way maker out of this bondage. You are the way maker out of this opposition. You are the way maker out of this discord. And then he went on to say, that way you may know which way to go since you have never been here before. Hallelujah. You have never been here before. Other scripture says you've never passed this way before. What Holy Spirit is doing in your life right now? Or is said to do? I want to announce to you that you have never been this way before. We are conditioned in so many ways. We wake up at a certain time. We eat breakfast at a certain time. 
Once it's no time and that lunch hasn't come, it's just like clockwork. Your tummy starts churning in there and you start hearing that noise. Oh, I've missed my lunch. Like our lives are programmed. At work, you do the same thing, the same thing over and over and you get rewarded for doing the same thing over and over. So we are programmed. We are rewarded for being programmed. But what Holy Spirit does is what you can never believe for yourself. We're here today because we never saw that we could have a place like this to pray. We've never been this way before. That's why when you encounter Holy Spirit, sometimes you're worshiping or you're praying and then you start crying. You're like, oh, I've never been this way. Who goes into a, a mist of people and just starts crying? <laughs> like, girl, get it together. <laughs> right? But this is what Holy Spirit does. Or you get into a place and there's worship, but ha ha ha! You see this gorgeous woman here laughing, laughing like, hey, why are you so excited? Can you, can you tell me what's funny so I can laugh with you? You've never been this way before. And that's why a stranger who has never been exposed to these things will see you and be like, she crazy. <laughs> And the more you yield to Holy Spirit, to the way you have never been before, the more you begin to see that not only do you carry the ark, the ark becomes you. The presence of God moving on the face of the earth becomes you. How could you have ever been this way? I am so excited about my book. Spirit, spirit, spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> It is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit, spirit, spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.